Welcome to Hunter's Quest Podcast. My name is Hunter, but this is our quest. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hunter's Quest Podcast. I am your host, and yes, my name is Hunter. And this is our first official episode of the Hunter's Quest Podcast. And I just want to give you guys a heads up. Um, this episode is with my cousin, Kevin, who I call Chad. And uh, it's a really funny episode. We talk about our first trip into the mountains of western Virginia uh, into some public land. And um, yeah, like I said, this is about my journey and my growth as a hunter. And this being our first trip into the public land. Um, and like I said, it's a bit of a debacle. <laughs> Some crazy stuff went down. Um, you know, I get really vulnerable in this podcast. I'm really honest, like I said I would be, about some big-time mistakes I made throughout the hunt. But um, I thought it was important to, you guys, to give you guys a really accurate picture of where I started when I started this journey. So you can see, you know, where I'm coming from. And, um, you know, like I said... I'm not a professional, and uh, just like anybody else, this is a progression, but the important thing is you make mistakes, you live and you learn, and you uh, figure stuff out, and you keep moving, and you keep progressing, and you don't give up. So with that in mind, this is more of a hunt recap type episode, so we don't get into a lot of spiritual stuff in this one, and that is an important part of this show that I want to bring out with a lot of my guests, but just as a heads up, we don't get into a ton of that in this because it's more just of a recap of our hunt. But uh, I wanted to give you guys a verse kind of stood out to me as I was preparing this episode uh, from Proverbs that kind of sets the tone for what we're going to get into. But Proverbs 15, 32 and 33, whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. And then 33, the fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom and humility comes before honor. So this episode took some humility, to be honest. But again, I want to be really open and honest and vulnerable with you guys and show you where I've come from um, and, and where I'm headed. So um, also, you know, Proverbs 9, 9 says, Give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. So with those verses in mind, listen to this episode. Uh, learn from some of the stupid stuff I did and increase in knowledge and uh but the main takeaway is you're gonna make mistakes but uh you got to keep trying you got to start somewhere so don't be afraid to do it just get out there and do it be safe obviously be as smart as you can but expect that some things will go wrong and um just be willing to learn from your mistakes hopefully you can learn from some of mine but just get out there and uh and get it going don't forget to check out Instagram. I'm going to post a bunch of pictures from this hunt and some videos that are um, pretty entertaining. And uh, so my Instagram is at huntersquest underscore. Go ahead and give me a follow and check out the content I got there. Also on Facebook, Hunter's Quest Podcast. And please subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review. It helps me out big time. So, uh, all right, let's head into this episode. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
first episode here of Hunter's Quest Podcast, and I thought it'd be fitting to start off with my cousin, Chad. We go way back. Obviously, we're cousins, but we're really like brothers almost. I mean, even though we're like technically like third cousins, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but, man, we, we've had some cool adventures together. We actually backpacked through Europe together in college. Twice. Yeah, twice. And... Um, we were best men at each other's weddings. Um, we did some cool, you know, goose hunts and stuff when we were younger, and and now we're actually going to Wyoming together with our old with our dads in uh, October. This upcoming fall. That's right. Yeah, it's Look, gonna be really fun. looking forward to that. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So, but in this one, you know, I thought it'd be fitting to kind of go in chronological order here and talk about this. Uh, Virginia public land mountain hunting kind of adventure we went on and it was like for me anyway it was like my first like public land deer hunt mountain kind of hunt camping style like you know usually hunt just kind of day hunt near where I'm living but this time you know I kind of started hearing about public land stuff and thinking about the opportunities out west in the mountains and kind of got the itch I think it was pretty last minute. I just kind of called Chad. I was like, hey, man, you want to go in a couple of weeks and go camping and, and deer hunt? Yeah, it, it just worked out. I remember, uh, I think it was the third week um, of November in 2019. Yeah. yeah, so we were going up there for rifle season. Um, again, I, don't, I mean, I didn't know anything about hunting in the mountains. We didn't really know anything about where we were going. You, you had done a lot of... Um, researching yeah. via <laughs> online maps and um google maps yeah. and topography On graphs X. so yeah did did tons of research and actually um did some training i was doing some jogging and stuff like that but of course we don't have any hills around here so it's hard to really train for that but um yeah i spent you know i was really excited about it spent tons of time uh on onyx and the different um mapping stuff on the uh, forest service website and um that I, just that jumps out as the first kind of lesson learned for me was doesn't matter how many hours you put on those maps when you show up the terrain is like it's a different story absolutely absolutely <laughs> i remember right. thinking like oh yeah we'll just we'll just bomb down off this ridge and like you know you know hunt this basin and we get there and it's just like basically like to us like a sheer drop off into like nothingness <laughs> yeah the 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 hike down there would have just been yeah. near impossible uh, to get down to those. Um, and your idea wasn't bad. I mean, yeah. it was a it was a really the good wilderness area. Yeah, it was a really good strategy. Um, follow this back um, country road um, and then peel off from that. Go down about a two mile um, haul uh, to a low pressured area yeah that was that looked like really good terrain yeah it looked great um, on the maps and it, it's just accessing that yeah. was yeah we didn't know we were getting into it. but before we get even there so i'll pull up i'm just gonna pull up some pictures on my phone and you know i'll post um i'll post these pictures you know when this when this airs so you can kind of get a visual representation of what we're talking about here but um i remember we had the my truck all packed up and uh little hiccups started occurring like almost immediately. I remember we were driving through the tunnel 
and I was down on my phone looking at a map or something. And I hear, I, I feel Chad like tapping me on the shoulder, like Hunter. I look up, I had to lock my brakes up. I almost hit somebody. <laughs> almost, you you were coming out of the tunnel, and I don't know that you were looking at a map on your phone. I think Perina's had called you. That's my wife, by the way. And and so, uh, you were looking to answer your phone. Yeah. And I was like, cuz. Because, <laughs> I mean, you were accelerating Dude. coming yeah. out of that tunnel. That would have been just, that would have ended it. Like, it wasn't just a standard brake check. It was like, I literally really almost hit this guy yeah. very fast, like yeah. plowed into the back of somebody. And of course, I had like, you know, we were loaded down with probably a couple hundred pounds of firewood and gear and like everything. And the, the firewood was on a carry-all. Yeah. on a hitch yeah, on the very back because right the back of the truck was loaded down with all of our gear and, yeah. and so coolers the, the carry-all had that dry seasoned firewood on just loaded to the max yeah <laughs> which i don't know if it's technically you're supposed to bring firewood into a national forest i don't know but check your local regs on that before you do that but uh we we thought it'd be a good idea to bring some firewood so we weren't scrounging and uh we were pretty much truck camping you know we didn't plan on really like packing in although we decided later in the trip that was probably a smart way to go but like i said this is our first dip into the public land experience so we went just kind of looking for a place to to, to camp by the trucks and so yeah so we drove out there um we did find actually a little rifle range to, for us to check our guns um because another cool thing so me and chad chad's granddad and my great uncle um you know to him is papa to me i call him uncle jim but just an awesome guy i mean i could spend a whole podcast talking about him you know world war ii veteran um just kind of legendary almost status hunter cajun kind of guy that grew up in louisiana but anyway um he i lost my train of thought completely the rifle range oh yeah so <clears throat> we we on the way up there in the reason the trip was so memorable to me is because it was last minute and I hadn't had a chance to sight in my rifle or, or check it. And then, so we uh, found that range on the way up. And, yeah. But and the reason I was talking about uncle Jim was because, um, he gave us before he passed, he gave each of us a rifle. He gave Chad his 30 out six and he gave me a 30, 30. Um, and so both of us were actually hunting with those guns that, um, you know, Papa slash uncle Jim gave us. And, um, Chad's has scope. Mine was open sight, but we wanted to check that thing out. And I think we got it pretty close, right? Yeah. We got on the paper, okay. which was, was <laughs> about as good as we could because yeah. you got the call of the wild in you, man. Oh yeah. And, I did not want to waste time. I wanted to get out there hunting as and, soon as possible. And, and yeah, you, you got, you got what I call, uh, the call of the wild <laughs> in you. And, and you were, you were just, you were wanting to, uh, get up there and, and, and run and gun and get into the woods and yeah. um, make an evening hunt our uh our first day there yeah and so it's about a i don't know four or five hour, five dri hour drive five yeah. hour drive and so i was really hoping to you know spend as much time as possible hunting um because i knew it was going to be kind of tough hunting um so we hit the range real quick kind of got what we could and and then we yeah like i said we pulled up into the spot i had located on my e-scouting and realized it was like basically not doable at least not for us at that time um well the road to get there uh like i said earlier is this just real windy crooked 
just backcountry road, just dirt, mud. Logging um, road. Yeah, logging road, just really bumpy. And um, as I said, the call of the wild had cuz here, and he was <laughs> probably driving the speed on that road that that was a little hard on his truck, hitting those <laughs> yeah, uh, hitting those um, hitting those holes. And and so about the time we got to the spot and we're we're trying to glass where he was uh, wanting to get down to and, and realize that it was just not going to be possible yeah. for us to haul it down and there. It, it was so steep. There was nowhere even to really camp off the side oh, of the yeah. road there. Yeah. So, but we ended up going a little further, kind of going to plan B again, when you're going into blind and you're going into public land, make sure you have plan B plan C plan D ready to go because Unless you've been there before, there's a good chance your plan A is not going to be what you think it is. Um, so have those plan Bs ready. Anyway, we, we were able to get, and I had an offline map saved from Onyx. That's another tip. Download the Onyx um, app and make sure you have plenty of offline maps saved of your area and even much bigger than the area you think you're going to be. Uh, that's a huge tool. Um, so do that. Anyway, we were able to use that map and find a little campsite off, you know, maybe a mile from where we were. And uh, the cold, the cold, well, wild, almost my the, truck. Remember? Yeah. The cold, the wild had you um, kind of in panic mode that you weren't going to hit the woods <laughs> that evening. So, like I said, you were driving awful fast. And by the time we got to this next little site and I, we got out of the car and I walked around we probably had about six pieces of firewood <laughs> left on the back. I don't know, it wasn't we're, quite that bad, but we we dropped some wood. Oh, we dropped a lot of wood, <laughs> a lot of wood, and yeah, so so that was uh, um, interesting as uh, yeah. as the the road was. I remember picking up some wood on the way back, like the next day. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so then we found this little campsite, um, and I'm pulling in there. And I'm really glad that I had decided before we left, another tip, before we left, I had gotten brand new all-terrain tires, not mud tires, just all-terrains, but because um, I knew we'd be kind of back in some spots and didn't want to even mess with the idea of getting stuck. So, um, you know, it might not sound like a big deal, but the difference between a highway tire and an all-terrain is, is quite substantial. And I even still to this day, I, I will put on a set of ATs as hunting season starts and then I'll change back to my road tires after to, to save the treads on them. But, um, definitely recommend having a little tread, but we pulled into this campsite and we were kind of checking it out thinking we might stay there and, um, being a little excited, probably I, uh, pulled into, uh, what didn't look like a very big puddle, but dang near got stuck. It, it, pre <laughs> it, it swallowed your truck pretty good. Yeah. It, yeah. Do we have to put someone to the? We put firewood under my back tires to get out of yeah, there, didn't we? We we managed to uh, waste a couple more pieces of firewood, <laughs> putting it up underneath those uh, those tires. And uh, Chad had lovingly split every piece of this firewood <laughs> like it was his baby Man, doll. It, it it was a wonderful, wonderfully seasoned stack <laughs> of red oak. It was just. It, each piece was symmetrical. <laughs> I, had, I had been out there all summer long busting this stuff up. And hey, it helped blood. me get the truck out of the mud, so yeah. it served a good purpose. Yep. So, But uh, anyway, so we were able to get out of that. That was a scare. You know, it's always scary when your tires start spinning and you're miles back in, um, you know, no cell phone service. And, you know, of course, it's not a life or death situation or anything like that. But 
uh, it's not somewhere you want to get stuck, especially right in the beginning of a hunt. So, anyway, I'm pretty much I'm pretty sure I had to convince you to get back in the truck to try to get it out because at that point you were almost ready just to shut the doors and say I don't care, I'm going hunting and I'll deal with this when I get back. <laughs> Maybe I don't remember. That's quite possible though. It was like the sun was starting to go down. I was like, dude, we got to get into the woods. So. Yeah, just uh, I get excited sometimes, um, and that's something that I'm working on. You know, my maturity level there, but uh, on this one, I was ready to go. Um, so yeah, so we did get the truck unstuck, and then we suited up, and um, again, the call of the wild took me. <laughs> the call of the wild, gotcha. And uh, again, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, in my mind, I was thinking, all right, I need to get some elevation. The deer are probably going to be up, and I want to be able to have some visibility and see what's going on a little bit, see if I can see some animals. Um, that didn't really work out, and the boots I had on, another tip, make sure you test your footwear because, uh, you know, the longest I had gone in these boots was four or 500 yards on flat ground. Um, and they were not like legit hiking backcountry boots. They were like big old, like, you know, something my dad just like had laying around and I just, and he, he like let me use them or something pretty random. So I, I get the call a wild and I just take off up on top of this ridge, just, just like bust up this ridge. Yeah. I remember, uh, we, we were on the road. So this, this campsite that we ultimately ended up at, um, is right on the road and we locked everything up, secured it, just put our gear on and we were going to set up camp after we made an evening hunt, um, which no biggie. And I remember standing there at the road and I was like, cause I think we go down this side because the road on the left side, it went pretty, pretty vertical. Yeah. It, it, it went up. Um, and on the right side, it was down. I could tell it was, it, Again, we didn't yeah. know much about. He went about down to a little vat, little uh, hollow, the creek in the bottom. Yeah, and some laurels and stuff. So the hope was to, um, you know, uh, Cuz or Hunter, he went up, and I said, "Well, look," I said, "We got radios. We we did do that. We did that right for safety reasons. Um, yeah. We had a good set of radios." That, that's another thing that is big time. Not all states allow it. So again, make sure you take your check your regs. But if you're hunting backcountry somewhere with a partner. Um, you know, sometimes it's a good idea to split up and if you have a good, um, you know, handheld radio, not expensive, that way you can communicate with each other and you can kind of split up and not have to worry about cell phones and stuff. So yeah, which cell phones were definitely a no go yeah. where we were at. There, there was no that, service. I mean, that was nice being able to communicate like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So anyway, go ahead. Um, so, uh, you went, you struck off and went up, um, trying to get the elevation and I had a different mindset. Um, you know, it's always good to have multiple strategies, sure. especially in an unknown area. And I kind of eased down the the mountainside, and yeah. I found a. You big, actually saw a deer, didn't you? I did. Uh, I found a nice big um, limestone rock um, that I was able to um, set on, and about I don't know, three yards to my left was a nice big oak tree. Um, and I was able to use that as cover yeah. and, um, I was able to build quickly in that evening, put some branches and things like that around me and kind of camouflage myself up. But I was just going to purely that first night there, my thinking was 
I'm just going to sit here. There's a nice little open area in yeah. front of me. I'm just going to You can watch. see down into that kind of ravine thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just going to watch, listen, and see if I can get a sense of anything down here yeah. moving around. Maybe bed, you know, yeah. thinking, is this a bedding area? Anything like that um, this evening? And then I was thinking, maybe this where, I'll, you know, if I see something, I'll come back here in the morning right. first thing. Uh, but another good thing what, that you brought to my mind, which is that's a really good strategy that I used on my solo mountain hunt this year. That's a good plan. Um, if you're in somewhere unknown, find somewhere in the daylight that looks good to you for the evening hunt, sit there and then you just mark it and you come back there in the morning. And then if you don't like it, get up in the morning, find your next spot and hunt the evening and morning somewhere. But anyway, go ahead. Is that when you saw your deer? Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, it was, I don't know. It had been it was it was getting pretty close to dark um and i heard the deer and i was like okay that's not a squirrel i was like you know <laughs> i was like i not familiar with this area but somewhere in that thicket right there uh, that that that's definitely a deer um and so uh i remember sitting there and i, I was like okay well i started getting a little impatient i guess i got a little cold the wild myself yeah because uh, I remember sitting there getting impatient because I was thinking, all right, I'm losing light. Yeah, I've got dark. a, I've got a scope on my thirty out six, and you know, it, it lesson learned um, for that type of hunting. I, I, I wouldn't take an optic. Um, yeah. I, I didn't need that type of range. I should, right. you know. Yeah, should've. it was thick. It wasn't like a western hunt where you can, and like what I thought, I can get up on this ridge and like see. No, it was so thick. Like you don't see more than 50, 60 yards unless you're in a really good location. So, yeah. So, um, you know, lesson learned on my end. I, I, but knowing that, Hey, I'm losing light. I have this optic and it's going to be really hard to see. So I got a little impatient. Um, and I just remember like finally giving in and standing up and peeking around that Oak tree. I yeah. said it was about three yards and, he was right there. <laughs> oh man! And then I just see the white tail just boom, boom, oh, boom, bouncing down, and I was just yeah. like, "Oh, yeah. you idiot!" I was like, "All you had to do was just just be patient, be patient." Yeah. And but hey, I mean, getting in completely unknown area and seeing something the first night that that was promising. Yeah, it, it really was. I, and we took I was, it that way. Oh, I was excited. Yeah, man. I was really excited. Meanwhile, I had booked it up this. <laughs> freaking hill thinking i'd be able to see you know and i get up there and it's like so thick it's not even basically worth it being up there um but i had a nice sit and the weather it was a nice evening and um saw the sunset but then you know i didn't really pay enough attention to my route that i took up in the daylight and you know probably stupidly i sat there till it was pretty much dark and it was hard getting my way back because there was um just th up there the mountain laurel gets super thick and the rhododendron and i think there's even some like wild uh wild raspberries or something and um it was hard <laughs> getting back down that little that little ridge um so make sure you uh map out your your routes you take up ridges but um yeah, I remember standing there on the road watching. I could see your headlamp. headlamp. <laughs> and I could see your headlamp and left, right, 
left yeah right i mean you were working hard to get down that yeah that mountainside i mean yeah thick brush you never think it's going to be that bad but once you're in it it's and a lot of this stuff i know guys probably to some of you you know it sounds really obvious but i just want to give you guys a sense of how little i knew to begin with how little we knew and just the mistakes we made so you can um you know you probably already know most of this but Hopefully this will help some of you guys out there. So anyway, finally made it back to camp and uh, we, we set up camp that night and then, um, see, did it start? It didn't start raining until, okay. Yeah. We, we stayed up until about 10 and it luckily held off until we had gotten our tent set up and stuff. But then pretty much right after we went to bed, it started blowing and raining hard. Oh man. It was, yes, that, that wind, it was, it was borderline scary oh, it was scary i i remember yeah. all night just waiting for a huge limb to limb. crash through my tent i remember getting up about an hour after laying down for the night when when that wind started and i remember getting out pulling my tent stakes up looking up in trees and spotting like shining a light up there and purposefully trying to move it yeah. To where no <laughs> limb would easily fall on me. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It was sketch, man. It, like, it really was. And and the, it was real windy. Um, you know, like I said, we didn't have like awesome gear necessarily. We just kind of had a basic camping stuff. And it was yeah, third week of November, and um, I think that might have contributed to why I was so anxious to get out hunting that afternoon because I knew that there was like this pretty large system that rolling in i forgot yeah you, you you were monitoring your radar yeah. pretty closely i forgot we were trying to beat yeah that's we kind were, of one of the reasons i was so antsy to get in the woods that afternoon but because it was like uh it was supposed to rain like the next like 24 hours straight oh or something yeah at like least that. or more it, yeah yeah it was like just socked in so barely slept that night just waiting to get impaled by a giant <laughs> limb from one of these oak trees above us um and about you know whatever it was an hour before sunrise or whatnot um it's it's pouring down rain it's windy and in my experience and it's not the same everywhere but in my experience in that kind of weather deer don't really move they nope. kind of hunker down and um you know we had planned on getting up you know before the sunrise and, and hitting it um but it was just so nasty. We were kind of like, cuz, uh, are we really getting out in this? <laughs> yeah. I remember hollering, talking between the tents and I, it was, it was pretty unique. We were both in, in total agreement that they're not going to be moving in this. It's so windy. Yeah. It's so noisy, so spooky. They're, they're not going to be moving. Yeah. It's raining. What sense does it make to get up? Before dark it, and or just before light, yeah, just wander through the woods in the dark, and not knowing where we are, basically not knowing where we are. Um, I mean, I had that a good mindset of where I wanted to go, but it's not like I I had marked it. Yeah, it wasn't you an know? exact location. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't mark it. I didn't know how to get back there, so it just it made no sense. Yeah. And it's probably the better call that we got the rest while we could and saved yeah. our energy because. It turned out to be a pretty exhausting trip overall. Yeah, so um, so we got up after the sun, and I think we... Okay, so at that point, it was raining really bad, and we just said, well, let's just gear up and just go hunt a little bit. Let's just 
figure. Let's just do something. Let's just do We're it. here. Yeah. Let's just do it. Let's just go hunt, whatever that looks like. So we ended up both kind of going back to that same area that Chad was in the day before and kind of, you know, still hunting, working our way over there slowly, keeping our eyes open. And and then we sat on the edge of this little ravine um, and uh, just kind of was looking into there for a while, just sort of trying to hunt. And um, and then I think Chad said he wanted to bomb down in there. Mm-hmm. And at this point, <laughs> at this point, like I said, me bombing up that ridge the night before in like boots that didn't fit me and were not designed for that. I had worn pretty decent blisters in the back of my feet already. And I was like, dude, I'm not going down there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. You, you just, you totally set up there. You're like, no, no, my, and, and you were like, cause I'm telling you, it's further down there. You were a little gun shot at that point. You were like, yeah. "Cause I'm telling you, it's it, it's thicker down there than you think, and it's a little bit further." And yeah, and uh, I was, dude. I'm I, not gonna but, lie. But I struck off and yeah, and, he did. And he charged and, it and did it. Um, made it down there, and it it was definitely a bedding area. You saw some pretty good sign, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, a lot of sign. Yeah. Um, it 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 was it was really good. Um, there were some scrapes. Yeah. In the area, it was it was it. Turned out we just landed, luckily at a at a really good area. Yeah. Um. And so, anyways, I I remember, again, luckily we had those radios where we could quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and quietly communicate. Um. I just remember I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna push through this thick stuff. You know, just yeah. be mindful because you were still up on oh, that yeah, yeah, on right. that ridge. So I said, I'm going to push through yeah. this. And we were in blaze orange. Too. Absolutely. But. And, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, just be mindful, you know, any yeah. movement. Well, maybe. you were wearing blaze orange. I don't know if I was. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture right now. I don't see any orange. <laughs> I remember you having blaze, though. But uh, don't do as I say, not as I do. I do wear blaze orange now. I'm telling you. Where I've come from, from where I was on this hunt, is night and day. I mean, well, so I think that goes to the whole call of the wild that we're jokingly saying and everything of of being eager and just wanting to get out there yeah. and and go. And you you certainly have grown and matured in that and come a long way. Oh, oh, but here is a picture. I am wearing a blaze hat, so I did have one at least. Um. So anyway, so he comes back up. And it's just raining its butt off, and um, it rained on us all day, all, yeah. all, all that morning. And I mean. and and I remember at that point, I don't remember exactly what the logic was, but we decided we're gonna pack up camp, and then drive up to the top of the ridge where I could get cell phone service and check the weather report. Because we're like, dude, if it's gonna just pour for three days, like we gotta like reevaluate our lives or something yeah it because in you know you told that good uh intro about how i had my grandfather's um 30-06 out there and oh yeah i mean it's and i'm hunting with like a 70 year old model 94 well i brought my i brought my modern rifle too for this scenario but yeah and and so i just felt terrible out there that you know i just have this gun and and i could just see the blue it, already could, starting the, to rust. Yeah, the rust. Yeah. Because I was just that gum was just not meant for that right. type of. Uh, Another good tip from us beginners: 
don't bring antique grandpa's <laughs> rifles into the backcountry. <laughs> bring something that can get rained on. Uh, like, you don't want your grandpa's 50-year-old heirloom, family heirloom gun getting dragged around the backcountry. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that is a, a, a good tip. Have the right gear. Yeah. Um, you know, prepare, better plan. Yeah. And Which we didn't. I didn't even have really good rain gear. Like, I, I had, like this ginormous like half ripped really old like duck hunting jacket that was like three sizes too big and like I mean, it kept me pretty dry but we just didn't have the gear for we like, were not we were not no no it was it was a last minute trip uh, our last second you know plan and, yeah and we did it and it it was great i wouldn't trade that oh no it was awesome I would, yeah it was awesome yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't trade this for anything um but yeah we we weren't quite prepared no we weren't but that's the beauty of this story and why we're telling it because it's kind of funny a and you know we can learn from it so so anyways we pack up camp we go up and we check the weather and we realize you know it's actually kind of spotty like it's not just this solid wall of rain that we were afraid of it looks like we might actually get, you know, some breaks and it might actually clear. It's actually supposed to clear up in a couple hours. So we said, all right, we already packed up camp and picked up most of our firewood on the road on the way back. On the way. I know. I was going to bring <laughs> yeah. up the firewood, but. But um, so we already got camp all packed up. So we said, all right, well, let's just let's put some miles on on these back roads and drive around and see what we can find. Uh, we might, you know, chance on a better spot. So that's what we did. Um, but, you know, I mean, to be honest, we were packed up to where if we had seen just solid green on that radar, I'd say there's a pretty decent chance we would have at least a good chance we would have like just left. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think between the wind that we had experienced, the terrible, you know, night sleep that we had, it was just raining on us nonstop. Your feet were yeah. were pretty tore up yeah um you know i mean it, it was it it was going it was yeah wasn't the best start of a trip it was it was pretty um yeah. you know we were sitting there thinking or do we really want to do this right. for another and two if days? there was no hope of seeing sun for another two days like we probably wouldn't i don't know if we would have made it to be honest but thank god it looked like it was going to break up so we said all right let's stick it let's stick it out so we drive around. We put on some pretty decent miles um, back here in this wilderness area we were on. And we ended up finding what looked like a really nice campsite that was near some terrain that we thought might be decent. Um, and uh, remember that campsite? It was like you kind of had to drive yeah. down in there and it was a little bit back in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was great. Nice, flat Um easy easy access to to set up it was a great little um yeah campsite i think we may have even seen a little sign around there or something but so anyway um we find that campsite and then so we we get in there the rain has stopped at this point and we go down there and we throw up camp real fast and the idea is we're gonna throw up camp drive down the road and find a place to pull off the road and, and kind of hunt fairly close to the road. We were going to scout like yeah. what, what we scout were going to slash hunt. That's right. What we were going to do is just ease through, check out the terrain. And this time we were going to mark and we were going to do it right. Of, yeah. 
seeing where we're going to go and putting a game plan together for the next morning. Well, yeah, that may have been in your head. My head was still like, let's find somewhere to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we didn't communicate that well. I was still like in the mindset of let's find somewhere to hunt. So we did get camp set up, got our gear, went down the road a little ways, found what looked like a pretty decent little another ravine thing and place that we could kind of set up on the edge of it and had some pretty good viz into this little hollow um, to set up for the night. And we were about 50 yards apart. And they, didn't you see a guy down there or something? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was a long day. A lot of stuff happened uh, that day. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I remember the, okay. Yeah. You're no, you're exactly right. Yeah. We were going to try to do that. Yeah. And then, yep. We so set we, up. we were, we were setting up and we were hunting, you know, I guess you could call it that we were hunting. And then, yeah, I, I, I remember after about an hour, I like, I think you had seen somebody down there. Yep, exactly. I, I remember about 200 yards down, I could see just clear as day, blaze orange. Yeah. I, I could just see the, the vest and the hat. And, and we were pretty close to the road. Like, I remember, I was like, I don't know about this. I was like, I can see, I got pretty good visibility, but like a truck drove by and the truck was like really close. And a couple trucks were driving by and I was like, I just looked at Chad and I was like, dude, this is a waste of time. Let's go find this, a place for tomorrow morning. Let's this, just go scout. You're right. Yep. The, and I think we, we were in complete agreement that way too much pressure yeah. right here. This is, this I mean, is, we were so close to the road. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. It was, it was again, another situation of, all right, let's get camp set up. All right, let's go find a place to hunt like fast. And we did that. And then, you know, found a very mediocre spot and then we're like, yeah, it took about an hour, and we were just like, dude, let's get out of here and like actually go find a legit, decent place for in the morning. So that's what we do. So we, we go back to the truck, and we start driving around again. And I think we had... Um, I'm trying to think. So we earlier in the day, we had driven by this area that was like... It was pretty flat on the topo, and it said like firewood collecting area. That's right. It, yeah. It, that's exactly what it said. It said like firewood or like, I think it was something that allowed you to go in and like, you could get fi like harvest fi like down trees and stuff yeah. like that. I think you could go back yeah. there and like actually like get those trees out and cut them up into firewood. Yeah. So, and there was like a little road that went back there, but the road was blocked off. Like a, they could, you could see like a backhoe had like dug a ditch and then made like a pile just to make sure no one could drive their truck back there. I guess they just didn't want trucks going back there for whatever mm -hmm. reason. And uh, so, so we're like, all right, let's go, let's go walk this thing. And we walked back. I mean, we probably only walked back like three quarters of a mile, maybe a mile. But dude, there was there was good trails crossing that thing. There was, uh, I remember a fresh rub, a uh, good sign, and the terrain was you could see pretty decent amount. Um, remember that spot? Yeah. See, this is where I would I would jump to this part of the story. This is where I was thinking, okay, we'll ease down this road, we'll scout out because it, it was getting later in the day that day, and so yeah. we'll scout this out, and then we'll identify places to peel off this road yeah. to hunt in the morning. Right. So we did. We we found we each found a spot we liked off this little logging road, and uh, we marked marked it. it with like sticks and mm -hmm. whatever. And I remember um, we were walking, and I was like, I was excited. I was like, yeah, okay, this is legit. Like, we got a good spot for the morning. 
and uh you know we're walking back and, and we actually we jumped a deer on the way back and so i was like okay all right there's deer here okay we've seen a deer the call of the wild set in <laughs> and so i'm all excited man and so i gotta preface the next part of this story <laughs> this is literally probably it's it's pretty funny now but this is one of my darker moments as an outdoorsman like this was this was very bad when it happened um i'm not proud of it um i have not even shared this with many people my own dad doesn't know about this so dad if you're listening sorry but uh i I gotta i gotta leave it all on the table here to show you guys how many mistakes happen on this trip (laughs) but uh anyway so we're going back to the truck super excited you know we're on cloud nine we had a rough day but you know we found this good spot we found the deer we're gonna we got spots set for the morning all we gotta do is just go back to camp and enjoy you know a nice dinner and uh and a cup of coffee to warm up because it was cold yeah and uh and we're set for the morning so so we get to the truck i was carrying my rifle and this is like i said it's a model 94 lever action i had several rounds in it and um I, like I said, I grew up in a county where you don't rifle hunt, and I, I was not very experienced with this particular rifle either. Uh, I had much more experience with shotguns and stuff like that. So for whatever reason, in my mind, I thought to unload this thing, you had to open the lever and then put your thumb on the hammer, pull the trigger, and ease the hammer down each time. I don't know why I thought that, but I just did. I didn't know that you could just cycle the lever over and over without touching the trigger and just eject the shells. So for some reason, I thought I had to ease that hammer down in between ejecting each shell. And so also, I didn't want to eject all my shells on the floor and get them all dirty on the ground. So It was, it was I, muddy. It had been raining yeah. nonstop. So I have my, my gun in my truck you know, facing down. I'm not that dumb. It was facing downward, but it was facing in the floorboard of my truck. And I'm unloading the thing and, you know, easing the hammer down. And I'm just excited and going fast. And boom. <laughs> so what what was, what was your thought? At that oh, time? I could. The only reason I'm laughing now is because it's in the past. I remember I was behind the truck and I was getting out of my gear because we had we were all camoed up. And I had already put my my rifle up, and your gun went off inside the truck, and I just remember going, so "Oh my lord!" I, my cousin he, he just shot himself. I remember thinking, Ugh. "Oh, I was so scared. I was so scared to go look yeah. in that truck." And I remember finally getting the courage up, and I walked up. And I looked in the passenger side window and you're just staring down at your floorboard with your jaw dropped. <laughs> like, yeah, what just happened? Yeah, I was just in disbelief. And again, it's it's funny now we can laugh at it, but it was not funny at the time. It was literally probably one of my worst moments, maybe of my life, especially definitely in the outdoors when I worst moments. Um 
again, not proud of it. That's why you always want to be a hundred percent confident with your firearm. You always want to, you know, thank God I was placing, I, I was pointing it in a somewhat safe direction, not towards anyone or anything like that, but still, um, it was very dumb. You want to be careful. Don't do what I did, but, um, yeah, I'm just, I gotta be honest with you guys. I'm just laid out there. That's I did it. So, oh, man. <laughs> shot a hole in the floorboard of my truck. So progression of of fear. One was that you had hurt I'm yourself. Not dead. Yeah, you're not dead. So yeah, I was like, bleeding. okay, he's not dead. That's good. Then the next progression, I looked at your rifle and where it was aiming, and I said, "Cuz." Did you just shoot towards your engine block? Yeah. And you were like, I'm such an idiot. Like, I just, was in disbelief, man. Yeah. And so. So then my next fear was okay, we have no cell phone service. I hope his truck starts. Yeah. And we were, we were, we were pretty far from our campsite. We were definitely far from town. Or oh, anything yeah. Like that. And it was, you know, it was later in the evening. There wasn't anybody else coming by there. Drizzling rain, um, cold. Yeah. So I was very scared myself. Um, and I remember, I remember once I kind of collected myself and like got back to reality. I think I crawled under the truck to look at it, but I couldn't really see anything. And I just remember, it, well, we gotta try to drive out of here. So I remember I was about to start the truck. And I was just praying, like, please start. start. Please start. And it started. It started. And it made some weird noise, though. Oh, it definitely made some weird noise. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yeah. it made this, like, like, and then I said, cuz, go. Call of the wild speed. Get us <laughs> down this mountainside yeah. because we got to get to that town. And I don't know how long, yeah. you know, if something's really wrong, we got, we got to, we got to go. Yeah. And like, I had to go up this little bank to get onto the main road. And like, to this day, in retrospect, I think it was just uh, the boots I was in. I'm not, I wasn't used to driving in them and they were very stiff and I was going up a hill, which I don't have to do around here. So it, at the time I thought like it was struggling to go up this thing which it may have been, but I think it was just in my mind. Um, but it was scary. Like, and, and we were just like, um, I don't, we didn't, did we go back to the campsite? Yeah, we did. We went back to the campsite, but I left my truck running and we were, I remember crawling under it, like trying to figure out what happened. And we packed up everything. We're like, we're done. This, yeah. this trip is done. Yeah. We got to go. Yeah. 100% just got to go because yeah. we didn't know it, you know, we, we didn't see. know we'd make it back to town, let alone I, make it back to five hour drive. I know. Like I could see the hole in your floorboard and like, I mean, it was just, it was there. And so, and we, it's making this kind of weird rattling noise. And we didn't know, like I said, we didn't know if we could make it out of the mountain and into town, let alone driving all the way home. I was thinking about, am I going to have to get my old man to bail us out? Am I going to have to get <laughs> towed back? Like what is going to happen? Like I just, Literally, it was one of my darkest hours. Like it was terrible, and and also just the the kind of just shame of just doing something so stupid. Uh, I just felt awful, man. Um, it, luckily, me and Chad are close enough, and like he loves me because, I mean, he wasn't completely dogging me. I mean, he was cool about it. But oh, it, dude, like 
I was on cloud nine, man. You were alive. And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just, I, I, I was happy. There was, there was, there I remember was, at one point you were like, cause <laughs> that was pretty dumb or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I but it wasn't too much ball busting. You could tell I was yeah, in I, the dumps. I, I, oh yeah, definitely. You were down in it, man. It was, it was not the time to, uh, to pile on. Uh, no. or I was you, literally at, you knew. yeah, you I was knew. at level 10, like excited. This is awesome. We found deer to like negative 30 like i was just like uh, talk about adversity in the backcountry and stuff going wrong like this is the poster child for it like um and even even now talking about it it doesn't sound that bad because like i said no one got hurt you know thank god but um barring someone being injured this is pretty bad um and i was low i was low oh it it was uh, i mean at that point it was definitely like okay, this is done from from just raining on us nonstop to uh, the plan A that we had going in here and trying to do this stuff. It was just all falling apart and like it, nothing was going right. No, this was just the icing on the cake, and it was just like the nature's trip. way of saying, "Get out of here." Yeah, it's like the trip from hell. So yeah, just y'all are done. So you know, defeated, embarrassed depressed i you know we packed up camp um you know and literally legitimately scared that we might still get stuck back there um but packed up camp and we went into town this little tiny town i think it was about seven o'clock at night when we got into town seven or eight and pulled in this gas station and uh, i remember going in and just asking the folks like hey um, cause we didn't know what to do. We didn't know if we should just book it back home or like we had, we were really five hours away. Yeah. And, and so seven o'clock on like a Saturday night or something like that. I mean, really, or a Friday night, but it was, yeah, it was a Friday. It was like a Friday night and I was worried like there's not going to be a garage open. No. Um, no, I mean, we knew that nothing would be open. And so we were thinking, what are we going to stay here for two days till a garage opens up or oh, like yeah. what's, what's going to go on? Yeah, and and I, I was like, somehow I got the idea. I was like, dude, we're just gonna have to ask around. Like, maybe someone knows the local mechanic and like can call. Like, you know, it's a small town, so I figured there might be a chance, you know, that we could find somebody. So yeah, that's what we do. And like again, just so confused, so many thoughts running through our heads. What are we gonna do? Pulling to this gas station, I remember going in and and asking the cashier lady if she knew a mechanic or anything she didn't really know she was you know was like oh that place is probably closed or whatever and then i remember i think i talked to some locals outside and um i was just like and just basically told them what was going on i was like do you guys know anybody that might be able to take a look at this thing i don't even know what's going on and they're like well yeah there's this place right down the road you could try and um and so i was like all right all right cool so we jumped in and we went down to, down the road a couple blocks. This place, it was closed, but I went up to the door, knocked on the door. This, this shop, this mechanic shop, thank God, again, the dude was still in there, and his wife opened the door. I And I just, you know, completely hat in hand, just, hey, man, we're stupid city boys, and I just <laughs> shot a hole in my truck. Can you please help me? And this dude awesome guy just had mercy on us and open he's like yeah pull her in open the thing up um 
put my truck on a lift, looked at it. It was amazing, dude. This guy oh. helped us out big time. Oh yeah. I, I, so blessed that, that yeah. he, that he opened the door and like, let it was in. cool about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And even while sitting there doing, um, checking out the truck and, and everything asking us, well, where were y'all at on the mountains, mountainside? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was just telling, and we were like, yeah. And you told him where we were the first day from the map. And he told us, well, that's the coldest, windiest place on the whole mountaintop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I used to hunt up there. That's the coldest, dang, windiest spot on the whole mountain. <laughs> and, like, yeah, and we were like, yes, yes, it, yes, it was. Uh, oh, so, but um, yeah, he was really cool. And yeah. and anyways, he showed showed us where your uh, bullet hole went into the transmission. Yeah, yeah basically. I don't know a whole lot about cars, but the thing went through my floorboard and cracked and punched about a inch and a half hole in the bell housing of, I guess it's transmission. Your transmission. Uh, yeah. And, and he looked at it and, you know, kind of messed around with it a little bit. He's like, honestly, you're fine. Like, yeah, you're fine. But he said, you were literally like a couple millimeters. Yeah away from if you'd hit this thing it would have drained all the fluid and it wouldn't have moved yeah you wouldn't even have made it like 15 feet from where it was and and that was the concern of man it that's what i think we were worried about is losing fluid on something yeah. if it was your train like it just coming goes down. out yeah and um so anyway she was like well what's that noise he was like Oh, that's that's just the bullet in there rattling around. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> Which I gotta say, to this day, still time, still sometimes it makes noise. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten better, but still sometimes I'll be hitting the accelerator. Like, I'm like, okay, it, it just never wants to let me forget that. But. Oh man! That's but dude, funny. shout out to Toyota and Toyota Tacomas because that thing literally got shot by a thirty thirty round and still got us off the mountain. And and got us through the rest of the trip, which we'll get to. But um, I don't even remember the name of the garage out there. I don't but either. I don't know. That guy was he was our angel man, and we were just so lucky. Yeah, and, blessed. And, and then so after all that, like he said, no, y'all are good. I remember sitting there in the car then after that, and we were going. Well, we pulled up to a little gas station to get some snacks because mm-hmm. we hadn't eaten anything. Yeah, no. And then we were like, okay, decision time. So for the second time this trip, yeah, this, this, packed up. this little this little weekend hunt, we were sitting there packed up in the truck. For the tri- second time this very day, yeah. we were packed up, about to leave. Trying to make a decision. Legs. Do we start the whole five hours going home now because of this, or do we go back and hunt in the morning? Yeah. We have a plan. Yeah. Do we do it? And I... I, I had already resigned myself so much to the fact that this trip was done that I completely screwed it up beyond any form of saving that I was and I felt bad like for what I kind of felt like I dragged cuz through here. So, I, you know, I thought he was just going to be like, I'm done with you, man. Let's get the heck out of here and go home. But we're sitting there kind of eating snacks and he's like. I'll do it if you'll do it. <laughs> or something like that. I, I remember I was like, I was like, all right, here, let me go in the store real quick. So I remember in, in the store, I had made up my mind. I was going to drag you back up there and not, not make you endure a five hour drive home, just beating yourself up over this. So yeah, that wouldn't have helped anything. I, yeah, yeah. I remember I got 
graham crackers, marshmallows. Oh yeah, that was awesome. And uh, Dude, some Hershey's. Got a morale snack. Yeah, I was like, all right, man, we're going back up there. We're gonna build us a fire. We're gonna have some s'mores. We're gonna get a good night's sleep, and we're going out in the morning. We're gonna we're gonna get deer. Yeah, dude, I love you, cause that was amazing. Cause yeah, I mean, just those little things that can boost your morale after something like that uh, was amazing. And so we're kind of, I mean, I, I remember just the relief. I still felt bad, but the relief of that, you know, mechanic raising it up, taking a look, and saying it's okay, you'll be fine. Uh, and then cuz going in there and, and cuz not giving up on me. And, um, he came back and he had this s'more stuff. And he's like, I said, we do it, man. And I was like, heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Game on, man. So we said, screw it, man. So this is like, I don't know, eight, nine o'clock at night. Yep. And we go, my truck is rattling, rattling. Like, <laughs> down the highway, <laughs> bullet r- bouncing around in my transition. But we we did. We went back to our spot, um, set up camp again for the, I don't know, second or third time that day. I'm looking at pictures right now. And uh, and we did. We had a nice little meal and made those s'mores and had a good night looking at the stars and counting our blessings that it was terrible, but it could have been worse. You know, the Lord was watching out for us and uh, and just make the best of it. Yeah, man. And. It was cold that night. We got a good fire going, and um, yeah, I remember just all right. Let's get a good night's sleep yeah. and um, make the best the of it. We, yeah, we, we still got, had our spots picked. That's out. That's exactly right. We for the first time after all of the these, we actually had a plan. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we actually had done the right thing and took our time, scouted an area, and we were gonna hunt it the next morning so i was like let's stick to the plan and once we figured out that our vehicle was safe we didn't give up i mean we still could have been easy to either a drive home b like crash in town somewhere or c even go camp somewhere and we talked about all these options go camp somewhere and just sleep in and just leave the second we woke up but we i remember we're talking about it and we're like dude we're here we don't feel like driving back tonight so we're here. We might as well just stick to the plan yep. and, and just keep and just go hunt. Yep. And yep. so we did. And yep. that was, that's what you got to do, man. Like stuff is, you know, hopefully stuff isn't going to go this wrong for you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but stuff almost always, pretty much always I'll say is going to go wrong on a hunting trip, a backcountry trip. But that's when you just got to dig in, uh, make the best of it, you know, get yourself some s'mores and just keep at it, you know, just, you yeah, just, just go for it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So we did. We ate our s'mores. I got pictures of it. It's pretty cool. And that that was nice, just having that weight off my chest. And so we uh, went to bed that night. And, yeah, I remember waking up, and there was frost on everything. And um, it was a good-looking good morning. And we uh, we headed back out to our spot. Yeah. Temperature dropped. Definitely dropped that night. It was really cold the yeah. next morning. The clouds had moved out. You could mm-hmm. actually see the stars, which was nice. Yeah. Um, and um, but we had a little bit of a weather window because still it was calling for rain to start the next day in the afternoon, and that was our last, it was our last morning to hunt before we had to leave to go back. Yep. And uh, so we went down that little logging road. Um, you know, I went. Uh, I remember I have this thing. I always, I pretty much have to be in my hunting spot one hour before sunrise, which to me it seems about right. A lot of people think it's early. 
And I was like, dude, I'm going. And Chad was like, I'm going to sit here and drink my coffee. And I was like, whatever, <laughs> yeah. dude. Later. And so I went down there and sat. And then, like, you know, 20 minutes after I had my spot here, he comes walking behind me to go to his spot. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't matter. It's just That's just me. I always like to get in a little early. but um, And literally, I'm just sitting there. I had pretty good visibility. I could probably see about 150 yards through this oak flat next to this logging road. It was one of the only areas we found that had some pretty um, flat topography um, and and some visibility. So yeah, we felt like it right. gave us a good opportunity to see some land. And, you know, if you're hunting big bucks, you probably need to get into some, like, thick, nasty, steep stuff. And I got I got a guest coming on here uh, in a couple episodes called uh, named Nathan Killen. He's an expert uh Virginia mountain hunter and he's killed some huge bucks and we're going to talk a little bit about you know how to actually kill some big deer in the mountains but we weren't after big deer we were after a deer and we'd also planned it so this last day so you know like most of the time on public lands in Virginia during rifle season uh is not a either sex day it's buck only but this last day was a doe day as well or antlerless deer day so we wanted to get somewhere we could see a deer. We didn't really care. We wanted to fill the I think freezer. The motto was, "If it's brown, it's down." Oh yeah, and I'm not I'm not ashamed of that at all. Um, not to mention we were both hunting with basically antique rifles, and you know mine was open sighted. And so anyway, um, I've been sitting there for you know it was probably getting to be around eight eight thirty. I got up and actually I got up and took a pee in a bottle uh, right there, just sitting on the ground. I sat down, and then just five or ten minutes later, I saw this little deer about uh, probably 100, 120 yards away. And, again, I'm using my um, great uncle's Model 94 serial numbers between 1949 and 1950. So, it's you know, it's an antique, open sights. And, um, but this little deer starts feeding my way and working its way closer and closer. And um, it got to about 60 yards and shot and i hit it got the deer yeah so i was stoked man so oh yeah i i heard the heard the gunshot and i definitely knew it was you and so once again did you I think was, i shot my foot off or something no I, <laughs> I i figured you had already learned your lesson at that point in time so yeah. uh I, I i figured it was intentional um so again you know luckily called you on the radio you know yeah. and, and we were able to communicate and you said yeah so while you know uh while we were waiting um you know giving some time after the shot and everything um i was sitting there just kept hunting i think another like 15 20 minutes and then i was gonna come help you i mean yeah. that's, that's a, i was just as excited oh, yeah. as as you were because i mean after everything we had been through that trip it was just like oh man thank yeah. goodness i was like so what'd you get? You were like, yeah, yeah, I got a doe. And I was like, oh, that's great, man. Yeah. I was like, all these right. These things are a team effort, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> so I packed up and everything and um, sitting there and uh, came up on you and you were like, yeah, yeah. And you told me exactly. You just relived that. And I was like, all right. I was like, so that way you were like, yeah. So we struck, we struck I through when, there. Before you got there, I went out looking for blood and I, I couldn't find blood and I started getting worried. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it did take a little bit and yeah. like, you know, you, you were, um, looking at, we picked up a trail and 
follow. It wasn't an easy trail to follow for some no, reason. No, we had and, trouble finding that deer. Yeah, to be honest. and and then I mean, we were going. I was worried. We were going a long ways. Um, and then I was, I was like, like, "Don't make this one more thing I like know. wound a deer and not find it <laughs> after like, all this." I was like, "Cuz, are you sure that deer went this far?" And you were like, "Yeah." I was like, "But man, the blood that we saw back there was." Good blood, you could tell. We you, did. I don't even remember seeing blood. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It, but but it was spotty for yeah. some reason. It was really weird. It was yeah. like it was spotty, but it was it was good blood when we did see it. Um, and then finally, I think we backtracked, and there there was your deer. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I remember <laughs> like I got this video. Like I'll have to post it, and I'll post pictures from all this stuff. I got some cool pictures, but um, but. Suffice it to say, when I got up to it, it was a fawn. I mean, it was tiny. <laughs> it was a little, you know, um, yeah. yearling. But, dude, honestly, I did not care at all. Oh. Like, and we had a good laugh. Like, I think you said something like, well, I guess the reason we couldn't find it because I was looking for a deer, not a dog. <laughs> yeah. So now, I remember I was walking back, and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't see it. And you were like, you look down, and you're like, it's right there. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. I mean, dude, I was literally like after what we've been through to get something, I was literally as amped on this thing as if it had been like a huge buck. Like oh, I did yeah, not man. care. Oh yeah. You, you, <laughs> you, uh, when it, I know you were super excited and I was, I was definitely excited as well. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the, the reason that I was chuckling, uh, so hard was because you were like, oh yeah, yeah, she was over there, and I mean, you had you had <laughs> talked it up. I was, I, you know, I was expecting ninety pound doe, or yeah, you know, I was yeah. expecting like something a full grown animal, yeah, it was some <laughs> good size, you know. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so it was a small to, deer, guys. To see you, ladies and gents, to see you pick that up and throw it over your shoulders like a scarf, I was just <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I couldn't help but chuckle. Yeah. Well, so. I, I am naturally strong, so it wasn't quite oh, that light. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, um, yeah, it was a great time, man. We had a lot of laughs and. And like I said, I did not care that it was a tiny deer. We had a lot of laughs. It felt great to have some success, man. And we were just <laughs> la- <laughs> laughing and high-fiving. Uh, yep. Yeah, so got back and uh, you um, field dressed well, it. And- well, I literally did throw it over my shoulders pretty easy. <laughs> and I didn't even clean it first. I packed it out of there on my shoulders. And uh, I got pictures of all this. What are you laughing about? Uh, no, I'm not, I mean, I'm laughing with you. <laughs> no, it's funny. In the videos, too, you can't control yourself. I, I know. It was just, but I literally, I still don't care. I didn't care then. Like, I, I, I'm proud I of that it's, thing. It's, it's, it was great. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, and then, you know, whenever you, you feel dressed it, and I just remember your comments throughout, you know, just, it was good times. It was, yeah. it was, it was a, well, it was a little button buck actually, and and I didn't yeah. know that, but and oh, I, yeah, I don't no. like shooting button bucks, but you know, it There's is what no, it is. You so, could not tell. No, you I mean, tell. Y- you couldn't tell. And uh, you know, I thought it was a doe, and t- totally legal animal. It was either sex day, um, so anyway, um, but I was just yeah, I was cracking jokes the whole time, like check out the spread on this <laughs> two point buck, <laughs> this monster, just just having a good time, man. And, um, oh yeah, you yeah. Were- I think whenever you were cleaning it, you were like, you're like, I almost feel bad cleaning this thing. And, 
and cutting it up. I, I mean, we should we should rock this thing as a hood ornament going back to Virginia <laughs> Beach. Yeah, like I wanted to display this thing like I was a trophy hunter, you know? Um, no, nah, I was all messing around. Worked but... hard for it, though. Like, yeah. no joke, man. Like, at the end of the day, meat's meat. Oh, yeah. And, and you oh, know, I mean, it, it, you know, exactly. Um, you And the memories, dude. I mean, 100%. The memories uh, and and doing this hunt together as cousins. It was our first real deer hunt together, like I said, first public land experience. You know, we're shooting these old kind of nostalgic rifles. Um, obviously, we knew nothing pretty much about what we were doing. But, um, yeah, to have some success, it was it was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, quartered, we got back to the campsite, you know, packed up camp real quick, quartered the thing up, threw it in the cooler. Um, and uh, that was actually, I think that, that might have been my first or one of the first times actually like quartering an animal up um, myself. I usually, you know, back in the day, I used to just take them to a processor, like field dress it and take it to a processor, which I don't do anymore. But this one, I think, um, was might have been my first one I quartered up on my own. But that was a learning experience, too. Um, but yeah, then we headed back and um, listened to my truck rattle the whole way home yeah. and hit the weather window because it started raining as we were packing oh, up. It, literally, I think you used the rain to kind of clean yourself up from field dressing and like, (laughs) seriously, I mean, it was like, it was perfect time. Like there at the close, just everything just started working out and it just, it it was great. And we, uh, we capped it all off with a delicious warm cracker barrel breakfast, which is kind of like a family tradition almost in our family. Like our grandparents and stuff always loved cracker barrel for some reason. So we just went there and just stuffed our faces with biscuits and gravy and and everything. And then then left. Sat by the fire. Yeah, and then thirty minutes later, remember realized I left my phone on the table. Oh, I forgot and about that. It had to turn around. <laughs> one more thing one had more to thing. go wrong. The mountains was they weren't done with us yet, yeah. man. We had to go back and do one more thing. Yeah. So I didn't even care at that point. I had a belly full of biscuits and gravy and hash brown casserole. But yeah, left his phone, but went back and got that and yeah, it was just a great trip, man. Great great time to be together and um you know, it goes to show that Public land hunts are tough, but they are doable. I think almost no one can screw this up as bad as we did. <laughs> and still, we had a great time. And in the end, sometimes those stories that have the the worst things that happen to you, they turn out to be the most memorable trips. Um, this is one of the most memorable trips. Like, just looking on back on these photos, like, we had a really great time, even though in the moment a lot of it was awful. Um, it was, it was fun. So, and if you are thinking about wanting to do like a Western trip too, like if you're an Eastern guy, um, if all you really know is walking to your tree stand and walking back to your truck, start small, do what we did, work some of the kinks out, work some of the kinks in your gear out, figure your stuff out, go on a mountain kind of hunt in your home state or somewhere close you can drive to, you know, go fairly easy at first, you know, camp next to your truck. Um, I, I'm not advising you to go out unprepared. You should still be as prepared as you can, but you will learn a lot. Um, starting with something like this, you'll refine your systems. Um, and you won't, you don't want to be five or 10 miles back with just your backpack learning this stuff. No, like you want to start small. And, uh, so yeah, hit some public land, 
you know, grab a good buddy or a cousin. Make a memory. Yeah. Make, you know, grab somebody too that, you know, is not going to completely give up on you as a human being. If you shoot a hole in your truck, you know, <laughs> like you gotta, you know, it pick your, picking your partner is important, but go out there with a buddy or a good friend and a, or a family member and go, go make some memories. Like Chad said, I don't know. What was your takeaways from it? Uh, <clears throat> probably just the realization of it. I, I got to have better gear. Like yeah. I, I need to, I need to better prepare, have the right gear. Um, you know, it's like any project. You got to have the right tool for the job. Sure. Um, you know, just taking out those, the little things that you can control, make it a whole lot less stressful whenever the things that you can't control, like some of the things that we ended up running into, yeah. um, just, just happen. Um, so, you know, taking out some yeah. of, absolutely said it right like be on top of the things you can can control control. yeah um and so what if it was raining the whole time if i had the right gear that wouldn't have bothered me yeah but you know the fact that i was sitting out there with a gun rusting up you know that i knew like oh man i just like yeah it's little stuff like that yeah control what you can Mm -hmm. um, prepare for what you can and then it'll help you adapt um for the uncontrollable and be more flexible and I, I get, that's a great point um, and what I said before. But another big takeaway for me is just, and I think I've said it before on this podcast already, but um, just the mental toughness thing and just sticking it out, sticking in there. Like uh, another reason why it's important to have a good partner because, um, you know, if you've got somebody who's whiny and wants to just give up at every minute, like that's going to be tough. But um, things are going to go wrong. Be ready for it. Expect it. And just be ready to stick in there because, you know, if we had – packed up and left we wouldn't it, the memory would be quite different if we had decided to leave after that truck debacle it, it would have been a pretty bad memory prop i mean we still would have been a i don't know it would probably have been a pretty bad memory if we had left yeah i i, I don't think we look back on it and laugh quite as much no. and 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 i i agree um it would have been kind of a sour memory now it's like yeah some bad stuff happened but like in the end it was awesome yeah we it it was okay we 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 toughed it out we went back up there um and it and it learned a ton that's right and it and it worked out and wouldn't trade it for anything yeah so so that's our story guys like i said in the beginning and as you can clearly tell now i'm not a pro I'm not an expert, I'm just a normal guy. Um, hopefully, well, I have progressed a lot since this trip, um, but still got a lot to learn and learning as I go. I want you guys to learn and grow with me um, and realize that um, if I can do it, you can certainly do it because I guarantee most of you probably haven't shot holes in your truck yet um, and you don't need to now. Just don't unload your gun pointing <laughs> at your floorboard or any other thing. No, but seriously, um, but yeah, we got this um Wyoming trip coming up that I just want to talk about real quick. Super excited about yeah. this one. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. Um, get uh our dads <clears throat> to go out west with us. Yeah. Um, and just backstory, our dads grew up together as best friends, basically. They're first cousins and they grew up as like brothers and best friends hunting together. They camped and hunted and fished together like constantly in high school and college and they're still close very and actually 
next weekend, the four of us are going to be up at my dad's place in Maryland goose hunting. Goose hunting, that's right. But uh, My dad's I, coming in this weekend. Oh, nice. But yeah, I, I roped all these guys into... I mean, it wasn't hard. Um, they were game, but... Um, my dad's not a huge big hunt, big game hunter. Chad's dad is a big deer hunter and always wanted to do an antelope trip. My dad's he? always wanted to hunt antelope. Yeah. Like he, he, he I didn't my, know that. Yeah, oh yeah. So my dad, um, you know, deer hunter, um, loves upland game hunting. Um, he, he's, he got drawn several years back, uh, in Kentucky. Oh yeah. And, the Kentucky and, elk hunt. And we took an elk. Um, successful he, too. Yeah. He got a rifle tag with it. Um, got an elk. And, That's um, awesome. anyways, he, uh, he, you know, he's always wanted to do an antelope. And whenever I said, Hey, um, Hunter's wanting us to all get my dad was, I'm in, yeah. I'm in, let's, Dude, let's do it. We should maybe do a podcast sometime about your dad's, uh, elk hunt. Cause you went with him on that. I did. It was great. Yeah. yeah we could absolutely, cool. he, he's, yeah, it's a great story. But, um, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to drag the dads out there, um, and if you don't know, antelope is also a great way to start as a Western hunter. Um, it's It won't be my first trip because I did Alaska last year, but this will be the first trip where I'm kind of organizing it and sort of leading the trip. Um, and so it's you can get on a really decent antelope unit with one point in Wyoming, you purchase a point between July and October 31st. You can purchase a preference point for deer, antelope, and elk. Um, if you're confused about that or want to know more, drop me a line, DM me at uh, HuntersQuest underscore. I'll help you figure that out. It's not that complicated. Pick up an antelope point, and, um, and you can get on some decent antelope hunting with just one point. Um, so you don't have to like wait a bunch of years for it. And so, yeah, we're just going to go out there and, um, I think we got a really good shot at filling some tags and either way, it's just, it's a really fun hunt. Um, it's more approachable, you know, you don't, you don't have to kill yourself, you know, hiking up and down tons of miles. Um, you know, nothing's easy or nothing's a guarantee, but it's a great starter hunt for out West. And so looking to hopefully go out there and, and, uh, and stack some meat. <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah um and just really looking forward to that one getting out there um just making a memory man yeah anytime you get our dads together and us it's fun no matter what it's memorable. so yeah we're gonna be covering lots of ground in the truck and um doing some stalks and just being out west i think is gonna be really cool it'll be a very unique experience um so i'm really looking just forward to that different terrain yeah um you know just uh, my dad, I don't think he's. I don't think he's ever been that far yeah. west. So I, I think I've been to Colorado and some um, different places. Uh, that's about the furthest west that I've been. So yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, well. I think I've driven through Wyoming, but haven't really stopped or spent much time there. So anyway, that's I've been very um, much researching antelope and Wyoming and the draw and the point systems out there. I know this stuff can be really daunting because I almost gave up before I started, but I did jump into it. So I know a little bit about Wyoming, a little bit about, um, that stuff. I'll be happy to answer questions about that. If you got them again, DM me at hunters quest underscore on Instagram or on Facebook hunters quest podcast. Um, and yeah, happy to talk to you guys about that. But anyway, man, um, looking forward to that. And I think this is a great, a great podcast talking about that first trip and looking forward to doing another one, man. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> me too. And you know, uh, lessons learned i think i think we got a lot of good takeaways i know you're a lot more experienced 
uh, now than um, than what we were then. Yeah, um, I'm sure I'll still I, screw something up. I I, <laughs> I, I, I I followed your lead back then, and I think we did it together. I know that you uh, have now made um, several more hunts and um, yeah. gotten more uh, experience hitting the public land and out west and how to do this. Yeah. And so. Um, Man, I'm. I'll I'm, be more prepared for this one. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm ready to let you take the lead, follow along. Um, and you know, I know, I know you're uh, uh, big into this and doing the homework. And I, you yeah. know, like I said, lessons learned. And um, so and doing just, your homework—that's the biggest part of it, man. So I've been doing that. Uh, real quick tip on that: join Go Hunt. Just if you want to get into Western hunting, GoHunt.com. I'm not sponsored by them. They don't even know who I am, but I'm just telling you it's awesome. It's an awesome tool. Uh, I would highly suggest using it. Uh, Hunting Fool is good too. Anyway, use that tool. Use every tool you have available to you. Um, Don't be intimidated by the systems. They are a little confusing, but you can figure it out. I promise. If I can figure it out, you can figure it out, and I'd be happy to help you. So drop me a line. You can DM me at Hunter's Quest underscore on Instagram or on Facebook, Hunter's Quest Podcast, or Hunter at thisishuntersquest.com. I'd be happy to help you out. And please make sure you hit that subscribe button on the podcast because I'm telling you guys, you do not want to miss my next episode. It's with my old friend and former Navy SEAL. His name is Bill Rapier and just a really cool guy who's got an awesome life story and he's a strong believer. And now he owns a pair of companies, one's called American Tactical Shooting Instruction, and the other one is American Tactical Blades. Uh, You can find him on Instagram at Amtac Shooting and Amtac Blades. Um, So stick around, guys. That's going to be a really cool episode. Really looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, we'll see see you then. Thanks again for listening to Hunter's Quest Podcast. And make sure you stay up to date on Instagram at Hunter's Quest underscore with pictures and videos from the stories we tell here and just my day-to-day, as well as stuff from the awesome guests we're going to be having on here. I'm also more than happy to answer any questions you guys might have, whether it's about hunting or spiritual stuff or fitness or gear. Also, if you like what you hear and you want to stay on this journey with me, please hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. It helps me out big time. So yeah, shoot me a message anytime, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you and continuing this quest together.